What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my man, as always, Mojo Mutati Mojo. Uh, here we are, week 18, NFL season. There's a, a bunch of big games, playoff implications. And there is also a New England Patriots and a New York Jets game that could very well be the very last game of Bill Belichick's coaching career. Mojo, we just don't know. There is so much talk about Bill's future. Will he be back after a really rough season in New England with the Patriots? Could he wind up with another organization? Or could the guy who led the New England Patriots to six Super Bowls as a head coach, of course, he won two more with the New York Giants as an assistant coach, could he be done forever? That's the question, Mojo. Now, I don't know the answer to this question, but we did talk to two people who happen to know Bill Belichick very well, Mojo. Mike Lombardi, of course, the longtime NFL executive who has not just worked with Bill Belichick in one city, that being in Foxborough with the Patriots, he also worked with Bill Belichick way back in the day when Bill was uh, during his uh, first stop as a head coach in Cleveland with the Browns. We talked to Mike Lombardi. We also talked to our brother, the great Rob Gronkowski, as you asked me to say. And uh, <laughs> we asked both guys, Mojo, what's the future hold for Bill Belichick in New England? Take a look. It's funny. His job is in jeopardy. Robert Sala's job is fine. Everything's good. No, nothing's wrong there. It's funny. Um, I think there'll be a meeting at the end of the year. I think a lot of this has been speculation. I would suspect that he will sit down with Robert Kraft, he and alone in a room, and they'll try to figure out why they're here, what caused them to get here, and is there a resolution to get out of here? And at that meeting, I think there'll be a decision. I really have a hard time believing that you can replace the greatest coach of all time and just fire him and think everything's going to be fine. Bill Belichick's not going to retire. The guy loves football. He breathes football. He eats football. He sleeps football. He yells football. Let me tell you that. The guy won't retire. I think he's going to be the coach of the New England Patriots again next year as well, unless if they mutually agree to, you know, split, which I can't really see that happening because he grandfather claws in with the Patriots, won six Super Bowls with him. Best coach of all times, one of them definitely for sure, if not the best. So uh, I don't see him retiring, man. He just lo he literally loves the game of football that much, and that's why he helped develop me as a great player because I got to learn from the best, baby. What do you think, Mojo? Yeah, that's right, man. Uh, I, I just don't see it either, Babcock. I don't see the Patriots letting go of Bill Belichick. I mean, hey, when you win a team six Super Bowls, you're entitled to one awful season, right? Just one. I mean, look, <laughs> if they are as bad next year as they were this year, maybe that conversation holds a little bit more weight. But just after, after this year alone – I just don't think it's enough, and I don't think you're going to see Bill Belichick retire, at least <laughs> on his own accord. No. I, mean, I don't think yeah. when you're talking about maybe the greatest coach of all time that this is how he wants to end his career, going out like this, especially with all the guys that still might think the Patriots were only good because of Tom Brady. Right. And, and, and Mojo, down. do you think this plays in too? There are two very important records that were that are within striking distance for Bill Belichick. That being the all-time regular seasons leader as a coach and the all-time 
wins uh, ever as a coach, including the playoffs. He is he is second and he is third. And again, within striking distance for both records, it's hard for me to imagine. And Bill's not young. He's 71 years old, although I think he's you know, like he's a grumpy guy, but he's still got a lot of energy, I think, on the sidelines and still loves doing the job. I can't. Can you see him walking away? I can't see him walking away with such a prestigious award so close. I, I got to imagine he wants to be the all-time wins leader as a head coach. I, I got to think that too, Babcock. And when you've been as dominant as you have for for this long, at the end of the day, is anyone really gonna remember a couple of bad years somewhere towards the end of the career? I, I really no. don't think so. I do think it is more likely. Um, that Bill Belichick could potentially end up elsewhere, yes. the head coach of a different team, as opposed yep. to uh, you know riding this thing out in New England and, and seeing what happens there. Maybe maybe he gets fired eventually. I, I, I could easily see his career relocating elsewhere before it ends altogether. Conor McGregor says he's returning to the octagon to face Michael Chandler at 185 pounds on June 29th. Well, what does Michael Chandler think about that? Find out when the fifth-ranked UFC lightweight joins us next on TMZ Sports. The greatest comeback of all time will take place in Las Vegas for International Fight Week. June the 29th, come a little closer, and the opponent, Michael Chandler, and the weight, Mr. Chandler, 185 pounds. <laughs> that was Conor McGregor seemingly announcing that, uh, that the fight that MMA fans have sort of been patiently waiting for, Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler, is happening he says june 29th at 185 pounds the ufc has not confirmed this so let's just go right to the source here the man who uh is going to be facing conor mcgregor in that octagon michael chandler michael brother how are you i'm good man you know we got a you know we got we got some things moving you know obviously the last year has been a nice little uh hiatus um and it looks like we're finally going to be uh getting this fight moving forward you know uh like you said a fight is never confirmed until we're actually inside of that octagon right. and that bell rings right um but obviously the first step is the ufc announcing it but as far as me and my team we have spoken to the ufc weekly over the last year or so but now it looks like we uh we got ourselves a date we got ourselves an opponent and seemingly a weight class a little bit above what we thought it was going to be yeah, I, I got a bunch of questions. So I'll start with the date, Mike. Is is June 29th the date, and has that been agreed to? As of right now, June 29th is what I am preparing for. Obviously, when it comes out of the horse's mouth, you know, 50% of this fight, Connor and then myself, uh, Connor coming out and saying that is the date. That's the date I'm preparing for. Obviously, we have spoken to the UFC, um, and that is the day I am preparing for. That is that is what we're looking forward to. So, so no, con but no contract signed yet. But but you're you're good for the 29th. He's good for the 29th, and and that's what we assume is going to happen. But not yet signed. Yeah, and that's and that's honestly how uh, how this uh, sport moves along. Sometimes there's fights that are made, and there's not contracts necessarily signed yet because it's right. a gentleman's agreement. So yeah, we're good. All right, now let's talk about the weight, Michael. You are uh, a lightweight fighter. You are one of the best 155 pounders in the world. Connor says you guys are going to fight in what would be the middleweight division. Are you cool with that? And will you fight him at 185 pounds? 
I would definitely fight him at 185 pounds. Um, you know, if you look at if you look at how the whole thing played out. Um, I like to say Connor wouldn't want it to be at 155 because he wants everybody to believe that he's bigger than he actually is, right? He wants to, that's the aura of Connor, bigger than he actually is to build this big mystique, right? Yeah. And uh, it's tough for him to say 170 because if you remember, I was the guy who called him out at 170. So therefore, I'm not the guy who does what I'm told. I'm the guy who got what I wanted, right? So um, just like the opening scene of The Ultimate Fighter, he walked in and said, have I told you what weight it's going to be, right? You know, at 185, and that's when the you'll do what you're told type of deal um, narrative began right so man I'm, I'm cool with whatever weight the way i see it is connor and i are within a couple pounds of each other so yeah. it doesn't matter if we cut weight all the way down to 155 we fight at 170 or we fight at 185 we're the same size guys i don't need to bulk up to 200 something pounds to get down to 185 it's it's just not how i would operate during this training camp so i'm excited about it if it is 185 it's uh it's a fun one so buckle up and pull your hat down tight because we're about to have a fun six months how relieved are you that it finally looks like okay we know it's gonna happen we know when it's gonna happen where and all of that yeah it's good i mean there's definitely some relief but it's not as much of a relief as people think i mean i think when you can create this chaos and this uh all these different questions it was never really a question in my mind based upon my knowledge if you will and my talks with the ufc and my team's talks with the ufc um it's never been a question so i haven't questioned it as much as people probably think i have um but it's still a nice relief it's nice to say okay hey june 29th all right we're gonna do it june 29th conor mcgregor 185 or not whatever whatever the weight class is uh we're gonna do it and international fight week historically is always the biggest card of the year obviously this year is a little bit different because you got UFC 300 in this year but couldn't be happier with the stage couldn't be happier with you know getting this fight looking like it's getting shored up and I'm ready to sign that contract and go out there and beat this dude up as you're imagining uh, the fight play out envisioning it uh, how does it go is it is it a is it a Michael Chandler knocks out Conor McGregor I do yeah I, I don't think it's necessarily going to be too quick I think uh, I think Conor as he always does um is going to come in very confident I mean that's the one thing people can say Conor is has lost a step and Connor's not who he used to be and Connor parties and Connor that all the different narratives, but never underestimate a man who has an unwavering belief in himself. Connor McGregor is a dangerous opponent, no matter what for the rest of his life, he will be a dangerous man. So, um, I think I think Connor's going to hit me with some shots. I'm not going to go down. He's going to then start to start to feel the waters rising, and then we finish him in the second round, maybe third round. Uh, but I think I, I think I, I'm too much for him. I wear him down, make himself make him second guess himself, similar to some of the other fights that we have seen, and then I finish him in the second round. Congratulations, Mike. I mean, right when when he made that video, the internet was was obviously lit on fire. People were so excited. They were so happy that it was finally happening. Uh, congratulations, Mike. Uh, we cannot wait. June can't come quick enough. Oh, yeah, you're telling me, man. Appreciate you. Coming up, Hall of Famer Ty Law joins the show. His take on his Michigan Wolverines in the national championship game. Plus, an amazing thing he's doing to help families of pro football Hall of Famers. Don't miss Ty Law next on CFC Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. 
So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike Babcock here. Uh, national championship game just days away. Uh, we've got uh, two undefeated teams in Michigan and Washington, both 14-0. Yesterday we heard from the great Warren Moon, and uh, and today we're going to hear from the other side, a courtesy <laughs> of uh, this man right here, one of the greatest football players of all time, a Hall of Famer, and of course a Michigan alum, Ty Law. Ty, how are you, and how excited are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm super excited. I know Warren, my, my team now forever teammate Warren I know he went out there talking trash because we can put something <laughs> up on this thing now we can put something up we can put a little something something on it <laughs> are you ready all right come because Warren's gonna see this so if he wants to make a wager just yeah. hit you and 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 uh and a bet could be made here oh yeah this little, little small wager just for kicks you know just for kicks you know I already got one going on with Lori Malloy right now nice little nice little something something you know what I mean Little thousand dollars, all, all fun, all fun. I love it. So, uh, talk to me about the game. Like a lot of people think that uh, that this might not be a great matchup for uh, Washington. How do you how do you see the game I mean, when this thing finally rolls around Monday night? You know what? Well, these it, it's been a great college football playoff so far, yeah. and two great games leading up into the the national championship game. And I think it's going to come down to the wire. I would love to see you know, uh, Michigan control the line of scrimmage, the ball, you know, use Blake Corm as much as you can. Keep that high-powered offense off the field. I mean, we know what they're capable of with their skill positions and they're, you know, a fantastic quarterback. But uh, I think we got this. I think if you talk about, you know, when it comes down to it, when it comes to coaching, you know, Coach Harbaugh, uh, he's going to he, – he's a master at that. So controlling the tempo of the game and striking when it's time to strike and being patient, I think that's where we'll have the advantage. As long as we can keep those guys – off the field, not try to get into a shootout uh, with them. But uh, we got this. <laughs> yeah, obviously, if it's a shootout, that means Michael Penix Jr. is, is exactly. throwing the ball around the field. And and that's what he's been doing, I think. Right. And I was talking to Warren yesterday. I said, hey, he's really come on of late. And Warren said, hey, look, you know, he's been playing well. It's just now people are finally noticing. Uh, specifically from a from a, a DB standpoint, uh, how do you defend against Penix and, and make sure that, yeah, th that he's not, uh, you know, have, it, have his Washington receivers running up and down the field? I mean, well, you have to play collectively as a defense because not only can he throw, throw the ball, he can also use his legs. So when, you know, my approach was if I had the receiver covered, I don't give a damn what the quarterback got going on. You know what I mean? So the yeah. job is to cover those receivers, make them throw in the tight windows, and be there, you know, hopefully he makes a mistake, but, um, you know, I, I really never got caught up into who is the quarterback because he has to throw the ball to somebody. So I think the mindset of a defensive back saying, Hey, you know what? I got him. No matter who's throwing it to him. He's not, he's not open. He's, he's, he's covered. So if you want to throw it into this traffic, I have an opportunity as well, just as he does as a receiver. Ty, before I let you go, I, I got to ask, because um, it's not like you just retired from being one of the greatest uh, football players of all time and then said, hey, I'm done. You have been um, you know, making a bunch of business moves. We've covered some of this stuff over the years. And yeah. now you have a brand new vodka, Corvus Vodka, which also, yeah. and tell me if I'm yeah. wrong, happens to be the official vodka of the, of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's been a... Uh... Uh, a hell of a journey. I started off, you know, in the business. I fell in love with the business. I said, you know what? I'm going to create my own brand. I've always wanted to do something to attach myself to the the great the greats of the game, and that's why yeah. a portion of every bottle 
goes back to the Hall of Fame Assistance Fund for those guys that gave me the the uh, the, the want and ability to dream. And you got to realize that they didn't make a lot of money back then. The millions of dollars that the guys are making right now, and even when I played, what I was able to enjoy, it started back then. And those guys had to get jobs in the offseason. So being in the room, you know, and I still got to pinch myself, you know, really to be like, I'm in the room with these all-time greats, hearing the stories of what they had to go through. I wanted to do something to be able to give back. So that's why a portion of every ball of Corvus goes back to those guys. And if they have passed on, we will uh, help their widows as well because there wouldn't be the game it is today without those guys. Those guys have been, you know, forgotten about, and I didn't. I want to do something about it. So it's very important, you know, to be able to, you know, pay homage to those guys. And, again, as the Michigan, since we talk about Michigan, Corvus Vodka, the official Vodka, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Hey, Corvus is Latin for Black Raven. But, hey, this is the grilled pineapple, the only grilled pineapple mm. on the market. So we're saying it right now here on TMZ Sports, this is the only grilled pineapple on the market. But somebody come out with <laughs> y'all. They lying. They second. <laughs> so I had it first. You know, hey, right. We got tropical. Hey, I'm going to show it all out. Oh, we yeah, let me see. Shoes. We ain't about to be basking and robbers and do 32 flavors. We got tropical <laughs> grilled pineapple. And, of course, you know, pure. You know, just pure vodka, man. So, Check this bottle out, y'all. This is this is the hey, this is the new lick. We coming. Hey, I'm just trying to let y'all know. So thank you for letting me do that little shout out. This is the best vodka that you'll ever taste. Just put it on the rocks. You don't need to need no damn juice, y'all. I'm trying to tell you. Holla at your boy. <laughs> there it is. Everyone, watch you watch the game Monday night. Uh, Michigan, Washington. Have yourself a drink. Yeah, sipping on some time. That's what I'm gonna be doing. That's what I'm you're gonna be doing. Y'all gonna see it on social media. I'm gonna sip on Corvus. We're going to be streaming. We're going to be talking. This TMZ, I can say what I want to say, right? You can say whatever you want. We're going to be talking. I'm calling lawyer every time. Hey, we drinking. And, hey, it's on. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> That's what's up, Ty. Thank you so much. Enjoy the game, man. Congratulations on Corvus. And uh, we'll talk soon, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Appreciate thanks it. So much. Up next. Alex Rodriguez looking absolutely shredded at 48 years old. Wait until you see A-Rod's new physique on his Dominican Republic vacation. The photos may surprise you next on TNC Sports. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, LeBron James wants to play Madden on the big screen at Fenway Park. Yes, uh, that's something that LeBron actually wants to do, and there might be an opportunity to actually make this happen. So let's explain this thing, Mojo. So there was a guy on Twitter, Mojo, just happens to be a random guy who lives near Fenway Park, and he's looking out of his window the other day, and he sees somebody actually playing Fortnite on the big screen at Fenway. Now, Fenway, goes without saying, is one of the most, not just famous baseball stadiums, one of the most famous stadiums, period, in the entire world, and they've got this big screen, this big video board, and the guy was playing Fortnite. So LeBron James sees this, Mojo. 
He then goes to social media, to X, and uh, here's what Braun writes. Hey, let me get some Madden games going on there. And he tags of Fenway Sports Management and the Red Sox with the crying, laughing faces, Mojo. So if, if he was just LeBron James and he wanted to play at Fenway, they would probably make this happen because he is like an athletic god, right? But Mojo, he is also actually a partial owner of the Boston Red Sox. Fenway Sports Group, a couple years back, you might remember LeBron bought in, so he actually owns part of the Red Sox. And I think if you're LeBron James and you own the team, hey, let's fire up Madden. Yeah, I mean, Babcock, did he even need to tweet this out? Couldn't he have just sent like an internal memo? (laughs) An email, yeah. And he has all the contacts. (laughs) His agent or his manager could have sorted this out from him in two seconds. I mean, I feel like this is the most reasonable request probably that's ever come out of LeBron's mouth. I mean, yeah. this is, it's not putting the socks out of their way. I mean, no. this is something that they would probably want too. They could probably put on some massive tournament yes. all around this. They could line up sponsors in a half a second. The game would throw money on this. I mean, this would be a spectacle. I mean, of course, unless he just wants to go in there without the fans, without any of this, uh, the cameras and literally just play a game. Of course, I'm sure the whole world would be watching uh, yep. from their apartment building windows, just like this guy was doing <laughs> when he got the video in the first place. All right, Mojo, we're just about out of time, but I've got to show you this picture of A-Rod and his girlfriend, uh, Jack Cordero, who is, no shocker, is a fitness model. Look at look at A-Rod, Mojo. He's 48 years old. He retired in 2016. Not a professional athlete anymore. Don't tell his abs that. The dude's got a six-pack. He recently lost something like 30 pounds, 32 pounds, cut out red meat and doing all this types of exercise. Uh, it's working for A-Rod. He looks absolutely great, Mojo, doesn't he? Brother, this is what happens when you date someone in the fitness world and you're an athlete and a competitor like A-Rod, man. If you're flabby, you're going to look extra flabby standing next to her, so you better get in shape. You already know that she's been slapping hot dogs and whatever out of his hand that uh, maybe he was eating before. (laughs) On that note, we will end the show. Mojo, everyone have a great weekend. Have Have a fun weekend. Lots of big football. Got the championship game going down Monday, so lots to talk about next week. Mojo, cannot wait. Gonna be great. Last weekend of the regular season, locking in the NFL playoffs. Talking about it on Monday. That should make for the best show since today.